Welcome to episode 407 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's been repping that Orlando area code since 2021. In this episode, we talk about the Grammys, Mad Max Miniature, and the greatest advice I've ever received. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So put on those dancing shoes and shimmy your way into another episode. Jazz hands. kick every episode off by going around the table which is where we talk about something new fun and noteworthy about our weeks patrick why don't you uh, take us into the beginning of this episode with your words absolutely it is the beginning of the week uh which is fine i guess nothing uh huge i have two things i'm going to talk about plus one that's three first thing kicking this off is going to be uh something for our you did your number one with a pinky you said the first thing you gotta mix it up sometimes this I don't think I'm ever- number one. This is a gentleman's number one. My dad one. used to point. He, he used his middle finger. Okay, that <laughs> that even makes slightly more sense though, because like you're working your way toward the pointer finger. But like, I don't know it, for no. anyone who's listening right now. You, how many people have ever done the number one by just using their pinky? I want to know if that's like a common thing because I don't feel like it is. But go on. Well, I would say thirty percent of the people on this call have, so it seems to be fairly common. Yeah, um, so common. <laughs> There are dozens of you. So the first thing is for our, our patrons, pay, people that support us on Patreon, which you can do at patreon.com slash move one podcast. If you become a patron, you will now, starting next month, be getting a monthly Patreon-specific podcast episode. You will only be able to hear that episode on Patreon. So right now, our patrons receive the unedited audio from our record. So far, we're in the first uh, two minutes of record and they've already got four minutes of audio. It's kind of how it goes. Last yes. week, I've been I've been logging it every week. I think last week was an extra 16 minutes of audio. Some of it was ridiculous. Probably the most embarrassing moment Lauren has ever had on the show is from last week's <laughs> unedited episode. I was <laughs> honestly waiting true. for it to be I was waiting for it to be in the final edit and then when I realized it wasn't, I realized how great it must be to be a patron. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, if you're not a if you're not a patron, you can go sign up two dollars, four dollars, or six dollars a month. It's a very small amount, and you do get the unedited uh, audio. You can go start listening to that now. But coming in the very near future, you're going to get a Patreon specific episode that no one else will hear, other than patrons, and that's going to start next month. So if you go to Patreon now, you will find a short episode. Mm-hmm. That is kind of a lead into that that's asking some questions, gathering some feedback from the community to help us format those so that way they're they're special and geared toward you. So if you want the chance yeah. to speak into what that monthly episode looks like, go over to patreon.com now, patreon.com slash of one podcast, sign up, and then listen to that episode, give your feedback, help shape what that looks like. Because it's that all content. for you. Like this like weird 100%. weird. We mm-hmm. are doing this because we want to give the patrons something in return. And so uh, this is your yeah. chance to uh, to speak into what you want. Yep. So yeah. there you go. Um, okay. So that that's that first thing. Thing number two, around. So we use video a lot for uh, podcasting. We obviously video chat with each other. We For a long time, you know, we were in three different states. Now we're still in the same state, but... Uh, you know, we don't, we're not roommates, so we have to rely on video chat. <laughs> in addition, 
we all work jobs that we primarily communicate using video. I mean, I, I work fully from home. Lauren, you work fully from home. And then, of course, yep. given COVID, that's the, the uh, what's normal now as well. So we, we've been through the, the gamut from uh, Meet and Skype and Zoom to most recently we've been sitting on Whereby for a while. Whereby works very, very well. Uh, quick, don't have to install anything, one link, all that kind of stuff. Been very happy with that. That said, Jetpacks and Roller Skates, Mr. Blake Stevenson this week, turned me on to a new company called Around. It's around.co. And uh, it's a, a new video platform that's up and coming. But um, a couple things that stand out to me. One is that if it's in floating mode, it just sits persistently at the top of your screen, just the, mm-hmm. the little bubbles for the people's faces. It doesn't take up your screen, though. So if you're using a collaborative software, like imagine using Figma or Notion or something like that, where you can work with people in real time, it allows you to put their faces on the screen and you can collaborate with them in real time, talk with them in real time, see them in real time. And it's all in the same context. You don't have to keep switching back and forth, which is pretty cool. They have uh, there's some like auto zoom AI stuff like it finds faces and centers them. It's a little weird. It's kind of fun to play with, though. Um, like, you can say something dramatic, and if you pull your head back, it'll zoom in on you slowly, and then it's like everybody gets a laugh out of it. So there's a free joke mm-hmm. for y'all. Um, and uh, also, they have some, <laughs> like, background noise reduction. Who knows? Whatever. But the collaborative piece of it is actually pretty cool. But the, my favorite part is that you can feel... Uh, feel, feel. Oh, my gosh. Phil. Phil. You can replace your window with a GIF at any point. They have like a little GIF library you can search through. <laughs> oh, that's At any funny. point, you can replace your entire window with a GIF. And uh, so it makes reacting much more accurate, much more meaningful. So if you want to like, comp- like, I mean, if you want to pay attention to meetings, but also like, uh, I don't know, have a bit more fun. It's it's a it's a neat little feature, but that's around. I've been I'm test driving it now. It's in beta. <clears throat> so if you want an invite, hit me up on Slack and I'll drop you an invite or frankly, bug jetpacks, and he'll probably drop you an invite as well. But uh, <laughs> it is invite only right now, but we've got invites floating around. Uh, just, yeah, go to the M of one Slack, M of one, uh, what is it? M of one.network slash Slack. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Go to M of one yep. network, find the Slack icon, click on it, join, hit me up if you want an invite. I'll drop you an invite, but it's been pretty cool. Uh, okay. Thing number three, which is the last thing. Uh, I, I only watch this for Lauren. But I Netflix has a show called Marriage and Mortgage. It just sounded like the kind of thing Lauren would watch. This is really and, funny. I've heard of this uh, via like another reality show thing I like. But yes, tell us about this. Watch the whole thing. Basically, you have couples. They Most of them tend to be, I would say, 20-somethings or early 30-somethings. Mm-hmm. They have pretty similar budgets. I think there's 12 episodes and... Typically, their budget is 25000 or 35000 And the show is they have to make the decision, do they spend all that on a down payment for a house or do they spend all that to throw a wedding? And so you have <laughs> two people, and they all take place in Nashville. It all takes place with the same realtor and the same, uh, you know, like wedding planner. But half the episode is looking at three houses, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a la House Hunters. And the other half of the episode is planning elements of a wedding with a wedding designer. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a love it or list it vibe. They go through each on both sides. And at the end, they pick one. I'll just say the amount of people that go with a wedding blows my mind. But it's fine. It's uh, There's some surprises thrown in. But I, it, it's great. Some people spend their money some ways. And they're not always the ways that I would. 
and that's fine. <laughs> I like the concept of this show quite a lot, but I have not like had a chance to check it out yet. I think it sounds very funny. But yeah, I feel like I would always want the house over a wedding, but I'm a really, really like boring person like that. <laughs> the only thing is they're trying to do this in Nashville. And if you're, you know, we don't get to see exactly on the map or exactly the suburbs. Sometimes they mention the suburbs, sometimes they don't. But mm-hmm. needless to say, it's it's not a cheap housing market. No. So yeah. sometimes they'll tell yeah. you like, yeah, we've got $350,000 to spend. You don't get as much house for $350,000 in Nashville as you get, you know, where all of us are living right now. So um, there's, uh, but but again, it, it, it varies so much by suburb. I wish that they would show a map. I wish that they would say like, specifically we're looking on this side of town or this suburb or this they can't do that on a tv show show that closely where people are living well they could say they could say brentwood they they could give like a uh like for us like yes um you know you could say new Braunfels versus shirts versus whatever it'd be cool just to pin it on a map to help you get a little bit better understanding i think if the show has longevity i think that will help Mm -hmm. people that are watching it um and maybe get a better idea of what you're seeing if it's a good deal or a bad deal or because I watch some of it and I'm just like that's a joke that's all they can get so anyway like whatever. the house is a joke or yeah the, exactly the, like well, be, yeah so it's it's hard to have because you just look for a new house so you have a lot of this like fresh there's a fun piece of it for me which is trying which is understanding is this a good deal or a bad deal or is this amazing mm-hmm. or like I would feel more shocked if someone picked marriage had I known the house they were looking at was like. A, a once a, a decade type find, you know, and so it, it takes yeah. away some of the suspense and the reveals if you don't understand what people are actually playing with. If you don't, if you don't know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you gotta know the stakes to make it like count. Yeah, and so and so I'm saying a map might help me, but some element that really helps you understand the decision. Um, so that way, yeah, you have just yeah, raise the stakes, mm-hmm. raise the stakes. So yeah, all right, I get you. That's, that's it for me in my week. Uh, Andrew, you are you are itching right now. Uh, yeah, but I have a I have a lotion that helps. Great. <laughs> um, we uh, so we've um, we've talked a lot about NFTs in the last couple of weeks. It's been the a hot hot button topic. Just today, I learned about um, Christie's Auction House, the like the most uh, prestigious art auction house uh of all the auction houses right like it is the one that like if you could get if you can have them sell your work you know that you are official they just jumped into the nft world and sold their very first um uh digital asset as art they sold a piece called every days five thousand or every days the first five thousand by an artist known as Beeple. I don't know if you're familiar with who Beeple is, but Beeple Mm-mm. does does an illustration every day. That's kind of the whole point. He's been doing it since like 2011 or something like that. I can't I can't remember the exact year when he started, but um, the piece Whoa. that they sold was a compilation piece of all 5,000. It's just a digital image compiled with all 5,000 as a collage put together um, on one image. It sold for 69 million dollars. $69 million. This time last year. That's crazy. Not even this time last year. October of last year, he sold his very first piece of digital art for less than $100. 
his work has now has now skyrocketed to sixty nine million dollars. He is one of the top three. He's number three, um, most uh, most. I don't know the word for it. I, I read it in the article. Um, not most famous, but like uh, made the most money or whatever off of his art. Whatever. Like he's he's like he's number three now. He went from from being well enough known but only selling his digital assets for a hundred dollars to now being the third most, whatever it is in that industry. Wow. Um, it is crazy. He, he is, mm-hmm. he, he's going bonkers. So there's a, there's an article. If you want to read about this, there's an article that's, um, it's from the verge. We have it in our show notes. I'm not going to go into any more of it. Um, but it's, it's pretty crazy. Christie sells their very first, uh, NFT and it was for 69 million us dollars. Um, okay. The other thing I that I want to I just don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't. Who bought it? it? Who bought it? Uh, Chad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know who bought it. <laughs> I just want, like, I, I, that is the thing that is curious to me. Like who, who has $69 million laying around and this is what they did with it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Look at Think about if you gave all that money to charity. It's best. To, it's best to not. <laughs> it's best to not think about that. There's an article by Artnet that actually uh, talks to the people who bought it, or, or talks about the people that bought it. But um, it, it is two people that bought it, and they're part of a uh, pro NFT. Um, or I'm I'm sorry. They're 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 also Clearly. planning to fund a pro NFT like. Uh, I think journalist side or whatever. The, the, uh, clearly, they're really trying to support this movement. So right, they're trying to no they're trying to bolster validity in this in this arena. The it, the other thing is that like his piece, like I said, it started at um, it, he started at like a hundred dollars in October earlier this year, or maybe it was late last year. He sold a piece for sixty six thousand dollars. No, no, no. Yes, wow, sixty six thousand dollars, and then that that piece resold on a different platform for 6.6 million dollars so it he he increased a hundred times um what he had or yeah six hundred and sixty six thousand dollars or sixty six whatever he sold it for six million like it it sold in the second the second tier market for six million dollars so his appreciation of art value has just skyrocketed into absurd un- unbelievable numbers and it's it's just it's just bonkers i love that people turned around immediately by the way and uh told uh in a conversation with fox news uh told them that he absolutely believes the nft market is a bubble yeah like immediately after the sale, it's good said, for him it's important <laughs> it's important to be on the front end of that bubble right before it pops I was gonna say, and to get out of the bubble like, before it's no longer just a bubble. Take that money and run. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and that's why he sold like all five thousand. This is from, yeah, from the day that's he started. Money for the rest of your life, right? Yeah, from you're good day, now. From day one, when he started this <laughs> thing years ago until the beginning of this year, is what all of those five thousand things are. So he he sold everything as one piece, all of his works from the last however many years as one piece for sixty nine million dollars. Dude can just retire now. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. I, I just not it's not I can't my mind <laughs> has no I I do not possess the context to for any part of that to sound real or believable or worth it like I I, I've never I'm missing several steps between my art collecting life today 
and a $70 million purchase. I'm missing a couple rungs on the ladder <laughs> that I don't understand how you make that leap. From, they're go- they're from golden here, rungs. I can tell you that. Couldn't uh, afford them. That, yeah, that ladder is yeah. heavy because it is just made up of gold bars that are melded or molded down. Um, so <laughs> shifting from, from, uh, from that craziness, uh, I did want to let you know, I went and in search last week, I went in search of trying to find that Speculos cookie butter beer. Mm-hmm. can't yeah. find it anywhere um they don't have it anywhere in this area but i did lauren i did pick up a jar of speculos for you um nice. so i have i have cookie <laughs> butter for you um wanted I'm to make sure to you try knew it. that so you have to come now and and get it and we'll have it we'll we'll eat it and we'll watch movies and play board games and things um sounds awesome the uh i'm trying to think there if there's been anything else i haven't really drawn a ton this week i do have a fun drawing project that i'm doing with mariana this week um, but we'll release that stuff on on social media as it's ready. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. It's been it's been uh, it's been kind of quiet in in way of uh, pop culture stuff. I have not watched the Snyder Cut yet. Don't know if I even will. I mean, it's four and a half hours of whatever. Can I tell you guys my plan for that movie? Because <laughs> yes. like I I hated Justice League. I have very little interest, honestly, in watching a four hour version of this. <laughs> So I'm not going to take it seriously. I want to treat it like mystery science theater, basically. And I've also invented a drinking game to go with it, where okay. since I had to edit out that like mustache from Henry mm-hmm. Cavill, have you guys ever played the game where like you tape a mustache on the TV and whenever it lines up, you take a drink? No. <laughs> well, I'm going to cut out like his mustache from Mission Impossible and tape that on my TV. <laughs> okay, good. That's, that's and if it lines up with Superman, you have to finish your drink. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Um. Oh, anytime it anytime it lines up with anybody, you take a drink. But if it aligns up with Superman, you have to drink your whole your whole beverage. Exactly. Okay. It will be fun. Right. <laughs> How about every time the name Martha is said, you take a drink? <laughs> you you can add to it at your at your peril. Yeah, because this your, is a four hour expedition upon your leisure. <laughs> so I've talked to several people about it because I have people message me pretty regularly. To ask about films. Uh, uh, have you seen this? Have you watched this? What were your thoughts on this? And I've had a couple people reach out to me about it. And I will say it, it's been very positive. The consensus yeah. seems to be whether or not you ultimately like it, it is absolutely better than what precedes it. It's you know? jumped up However, like clearing that bar is so low. Clearing that bar is so low. That is a really easy hurdle. Like, sure. <laughs> it, I think it went up to 95% uh, audience um What's the and on Rotten Tomatoes audience uh, satisfaction went up to ninety five percent. That's the rating now. Where before I think it was like a forty five percent or something. I mean, they sure tried hard to make it better. I, that's I'm curious enough to watch it, but like I'm not gonna, I'm not like dying to see it, and I yeah. I'm rather like have a good time making fun of it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I watch so it. If it ends up being good, then I'll be like, uh, then I'll you know be happy to eat crow. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel optimistic about it and also have no plans to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I'll let you I know. Can, <laughs> I can both be excited for the changes and then also content with never seeing them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird dichotomy. Uh, okay, the final thing that I want to say is uh, not so much something that happened to me this week, but something that is happening very soon on the network. We have s- exciting news. We have, we have teased out the fact that the, the network is growing. Um, and we already have added a new show to the network. Well, we are adding another new show to the Master of One Network, and that will be 
Dungeons and Designers. So you've heard hey! us talk about them. Yeah. So you've heard us talk about them uh, on the show several times. If you've listened mm-hmm. into that show, you know that Lauren and I have both guest starred and had uh, and done some guest spots on that show, uh, where we have journeyed with them uh, through various lands of adventure. Uh, but the Dungeons Dungeons and Designers crew is joining the M of One Network, and so starting April sixth, their episode that they're releasing in April sixth, uh, the 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 newest campaign that they're doing. Um, will be uh, on the uh, youtube.com slash m of one podcast. Um, is it m of one podcast or m of one network? I think it's podcast, right? For podcast. M1- Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. YouTube.com slash M of One Podcast. You can you can see it there. Subscribe now. You can only get, catch that show on YouTube, on our YouTube. So you're gonna want to head over there and, and check that out. Um man, we are so excited to be a part uh of what they're doing and I'm glad to have them a part of what we're doing. So we, mm-hmm. we talked to each other and said like our our with our powers combined, <laughs> we could we could do something <laughs> special. And so um the the entire crew is is joining us and we could not be more thrilled. So keep your eyes peeled for more uh, promotional stuff about that, just to 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 know that it's coming. But um, uh, in the meantime, get excited for some some Dungeons and Designers action. Lauren, yeah. take us home around the table. Okay, I've got a, a bunch of little things to share with you guys. Uh, I bought a new poster the other day, and I'm really into this artist, so uh, I don't know when I'll get a chance to talk about it. Otherwise, so. I'm going to show you guys what I got. Um, the artist is on uh, Instagram. Eric is Eric. Um, I think his name is Ericus, but I don't know his last name. Unfortunately, I tried to look this up today. But I got this really cool BoJack Horseman oh, uh, wow. print that he did. I really like it. Cause it's very different because like you wouldn't necessarily notice it's from that show right away. But sure. that's ooh, something I really like. And I It's, it's quite Colby in, in nature, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, it kind of uses like fun colors mm-hmm. and shapes the way that he does and no outlines. Um, but it's really cute. I really like a lot of his stuff. He's been doing a lot of really, really cool things lately. Uh, I also got this cool... Millennium Falcon sticker. Uh, I really liked the prints he did for Star Wars recently, but I was too slow to get one of the ones that I really wanted. But uh, definitely check him out. I will have a link to his Instagram in the show notes. Uh, Super cool stuff. I'm just very excited about what he's making. Um, So that's cool. And then uh, I got uh, in from Kickstarter. I mentioned this a long time ago. My uh, Botanica tarot deck. Sweet. You guys kind of see like the engraving. That box is nice. Yeah. I actually have not opened it at all. So I got here in the mail like an hour ago. So I'm going to open it with you guys. On air unboxing. Yeah. This is already really cool. This is like the book to teach you about uh, the stuff. It's all like gold foil. It's got the like sides gold foil even. That looks like Tegan White and Erica Williams' business card for the yeah. gallows. Yeah, it That's does exactly actually. What that this is like. really pretty. It's got like all of the cards uh, in the deck and information. Um, now that's a very the, like heavy, like kind of glossy, all like full color printed. Yeah, inside. and it's like hard hard cover and everything, and has a little like um, one of those little the flags to mark yeah. your spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a bag to Question. keep the cards like, does the, in. Does the book tell you how to use the tarot? Like, is it teaching? Yes, you how that's to tarot? exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Are you um, going to learn and then do readings for us? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would love That'd for you to practice. do a reading for me. We'll do it on air. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. It could be maybe a Patreon thing or something. If we do it, I have a specific person in mind I think we have to do it with. I okay. feel like a promise was made. 
I think Tim Jurgensen is first in line for oh, a tarot reading. Okay. We had a whole conversation. We had a whole conversation about this two years ago. With he and his wife. With he and his wife. So, over over a charcuterie board. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. All right, okay. So, Lauren, sorry. Go back and pull up that. You, you had that bandana or whatever that was. That yeah, like yeah. A, I, kept, I kept pulling things out. Is it a map like, like to play the... To put exactly, the cards down yeah, on? yeah. So it's like a very fancy, um, like silk kind of scarf thingy. Um, and you'd use it, I guess, like lay out your cards on and stuff. It's really pretty. It, it has the same wear, pattern as everything. Yeah, you could definitely wear it for you sure. You wear that and only that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it makes you very, very mysterious. <laughs> Actually, not um, really. Yeah, from the back, it's everything is clear as day. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big well at least for me it's pretty big <laughs> uh anyway so it also comes with some pins yeah it's those really pins nice. are good little flowers they're really pretty i really like his pins anyway um this is the box that the cards come in it's Whoa. like very cool sturdy box um i'm trying to figure this out okay yeah, it slides out like a drawer Wow. Oh, there's even more stuff in here. I forget. I did this like a long time ago so i forgot all the bonuses yeah, this was this was over a year ago there's now a patch there's uh, this cool metal bookmark. Did you have to pay stickers. extra for the all the satanic energy that comes with it? Was that part of the Kickstarter? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Holy, these are really awesome. Wait, wait. So those cards are like thicker than like quarters, right? They're like thicker than like a quarter or something. It's wow, hard to tell is, how yeah, you hold it. This is really thick. Um, it's not maybe as thick as a quarter, but it's like, like a dime. Yeah, yeah. These are really nice, and the edges are like gilded gold and the back is uh also got a pattern on it and everything Can the I see printing the is insane yeah like wow. the colors are so pretty this is just a random one i have to look up what it means later since it was the first you one wouldn't shuffle these because you would destroy them like you wouldn't like riffle you'd have to them. Hand, you'd have to hand you'd have to do them. that to do that yeah um but like these are crazy yeah you understand so what pretty. i mean you're not doing the bridge shuffle you're That's just what i'm saying hand, exactly you know shuffling. what i mean yeah so uh, I'm super happy with this. Uh, it just opening it up initially, there's like a whole book of acknowledgments. Oh my gosh, this thing is pretty big. There's a lot in here. Um, and oh, a little like sketchbook as well. But oh everything gosh, no. is like black base. Uh, yeah. It's all gold. All the design is all gold foil. It's a lot of gold. I mean, this and it's is like super shiny, shiny gold foil. Like this is like awesome. Donald Trump level gold. On yeah. everything. Yeah. All gold everything. Like this is this is super awesome. I feel like I definitely got uh my money's worth here. Yeah. It was uh, only it was is, only seven hundred dollars. I was just saying <laughs> this it's, actually the whole thing was a hundred dollars. So like I got all this stuff for that, and I think that's pretty good. Yeah. All the foil design is very ornate, but the illustrations mm. are not. So like all the printed illustrations that are done in color, they look maybe a little muted, but it's not it's not the same ornate look. I don't think as they're, all I don't think the, muted is the word you're looking for because the colors are quite vibrant. Yeah, they're really pretty colors. They're just like kind of a different style. Like the the gold part is really like it's filigree. It's all yeah, it's all filigree. Yeah, and then the the flowers parts, the like actual artwork for all the cards is all of his like paintings, which he does like on wood and everything. So I think that's why it looks like a lot different. It's more than organic. The, Yes. Yeah, much yeah. more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is super awesome. Uh, the artist who did these is Kevin J. Stanton. I, I really love all of his stuff. So will his stuff be available? Will it be available after market? Like after the Kickstarter? Will he have like some available on his shop? Do you know? That's a really good question. I literally got this like an hour ago, so I'm not totally sure. 
if um, I remember correctly, that. couldn't you buy like one or two of the cards? I think so. Yeah. And then like you could buy the paintings that they were on and like he, he has all kinds of good merch all the time. So I just recommend checking out his stuff and I'll definitely have a link in the show notes. But this is awesome. <laughs> this can is I, super cool. Can I do a, a, a two part addendum? Because I remembered yes. one thing. So uh, speaking of Kickstarter, last two weeks ago, I talked about Everdell as a board game. Mm-hmm. and how rad it was and how how exciting it is well right after i talked about it they dropped a new kickstarter uh oh. for the final what i think is the final two expansions to the game which i think makes it six total expansions and part That's of awesome. that final that final campaign is you can buy a a an all-in kit where it has um a big box uh that's like 17 inches tall or or 17 inches long by 19 inches wide and then it's like seven inches tall the whole thing weighs it like like weighs in at like 20 pounds um but it has it has like trays inside of it and it's all custom um did you get inserts like fully erect when you read about that yeah yeah like (laughs) i honestly it's been several days since i read it still riding that wave <laughs> it's it <I> mean, is. <laughs> for those that don't listen enough the idea of like that level of organization is mm-hmm. going to be better than the game itself for andrew it might be at least on par so it looks great so anyway it's all it's only 200 dollars if you go like do the all-in thing which is you're saving you about 150 or 160 dollars if you were to buy all the different components separately um, yeah you're getting so many I, games then i think the, it was a really short campaign um, I think it ends today as of as of release day. Um, so if it's something that you're interested in, definitely go hop hop over there and check. I'll put a link to it in show notes. Hopefully it's not too late for you if you're listening to this. Um, but it's it's an incredible game. And with all the expansions, like I don't even know. It's it looks like it's just absolutely beautiful. The, the game is fine, but have you seen that box? Have you seen that mm. box though? <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, Lauren, this is directly for you. I was listening yeah. back to last week's episode and I missed something in the moment. You called me and Patrick out when you started talking about Riverdale, saying that we checked out. I and you said that we were looking at our phones. I didn't realize what you were saying at the time. <laughs> Listening back, I realized I was looking up Riverdale on my phone so that I could follow along with what you were talking about. Thanks so much. So checking out. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I meant to to bring that up during my around the table, and I totally forgot. I don't um, know uh, that I checked out, but I think I was rolling my eyes for a solid five minutes. I think <laughs> I was like, I saw it. I saw it. It's okay. Like, you checking out. You're already looking at your phones and you guys suck. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you and guys missed- do look at your phones a lot when I'm talking, but that's okay. <laughs> that's because you talk about a lot of stuff that I have to Google the words of. <laughs> I don't know what half <laughs> the stuff you talk about is. Um, that's That's more on you. Talk uh, okay. talk about things that I know more about, and then I don't have to look it up. Okay. Patrick talks about stuff all okay. the time. I gotta tell you about new stuff. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. That was just a bone <laughs> okay. I had to pick with you. I just had to pick it. That's okay. It's okay. Like I'll, a wedgie. I'll take it. I had to pick it. <laughs> Shut um, up. Don't ever say that again on this show. Fine. Like a don't nose. Ever, I had to pick it. Don't stop. Don't ever say that again like, on this show. Like uh, a like a presidential candidate. I had to pick it. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to be like a really awkward transition now, which is my specialty. <laughs> all right. So in the tune of promoting all the new and cool things that we have going on, uh, something that we're doing again starting next week is our drawing board with Doc on YouTube. I am very excited to do our second drawing board. Um, yeah. 
Uh, this one is going to be inspired by Ryan the Last Dragon, um, but you can actually draw anything that you want. I think you can apply what Doc's going to be teaching to any drawing that you want to bring. Um, so the, the whole point of this deal is you get on YouTube with us, you can hang out and chat while uh, Doc is going to be working on a drawing live and telling you all of his cool tips and tricks. And uh, we actually learned a lot just like from everybody uh, that was in the chat with us last time doing it with us. So it was like a great experience all around. So we're going to do it all over again. The topic this time um, is going to be coloring, um, doing flats and adding depth. So your homework, if you want to draw along with us, is uh, to bring an inked drawing this time. So not just a pencil drawing, it needs to be inked and ready to color. What does it mean to ink a drawing? Like, does that mean that I've outlined it in like, like, do I, do I need to be in a specific program? Like, what process do I need to have brought? Like, if I don't know what you're talking about, but I want to follow along, what do I show up with? Yeah, you would show up with it with an, so like an inked drawing would be like something that has gone from pencil to pen whether yeah like your final lines first yeah, whether go. virtual or or rather digital or real or, or you know irl where you've gone with a pen over your pencil lines or digitally where you've used like you're, you have your final strokes like laid mm -hmm. down is it helpful if i've done it in procreate i think doc's going to be working in yeah. procreate so if you want to like work along with him that's probably the best but a lot of things in procreate apply to photoshop so if you're used to that don't feel like you're going to be lost or anything I think it's very easy to kind of translate the idea. If you're if you're painting in real life, that you, you can still follow along. The the concepts still apply, but the 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 or like the techniques still apply, but the the way in which you execute those is different. But either way, as part of the community, um, if you want to paint or color a drawing that you've done, have mm -hmm. it inked and ready to go because that's where we're starting. Our starting point is you have all the final lines laid down. Now we're going to add color. Right. That's the. And idea. to be fair, yes, exactly. And to be fair, if you don't feel like drawing, don't like drawing, or just want to watch and see what this is like, you're more than welcome to just join in the chat and hang out. You don't have to do a drawing with us. The benefit to doing a drawing with us, though, is that um, if you check, tag us in it afterwards, if you share it online, then we will share you. Yeah, we want to share all the awesome art that our community is making. So uh, every month we're going to be sharing the collected posts of all the awesome artwork people are making in the drawing board. And there was so, some really cool stuff with the Wolfwalkers. Just absolutely. even that, that first one. So I'm really excited because Raya, I watched Raya again. I, I chose to yeah. watch Raya a second time over watching the first quarter of... <laughs> of the Snyder cut. <clears throat> so <laughs> I think that's, I mean, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I actually, I actually watched Raya twice that weekend. Yeah. When this, when the sound dropped, Patrick, I still got goosebumps. That, that whole yeah. cloud moment is yeah. so good. Yeah. So, yeah. So check out that movie. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it a lot uh, during the chat. Like we did last time with Wolf Walkers. Um, we're trying not to spoil anything. We, be, we were pretty good about that last time. We had a special section where we spoiled stuff. But uh, yeah, come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Uh, I actually don't like coloring, so I'm excited to learn some new stuff, uh, new techniques and stuff, so I can up my coloring game. And speaking of our last time, we did do Wolf Walkers, and I have a super cool thing that I definitely want to talk about. So. Uh, Patrick actually helped me get hooked up through uh, Apple TV with this really cool event where I got to draw with the animators from the movie. Um, so some of the Apple TV events we've done before were like um, pre-recorded. So that's definitely what I assumed this was going to be based on what we've done before. Um, 
They sent ahead of time like a notebook and colored pencils, which I have here. Unfortunately, the notebook was lined, which is kind of bad for drawing. I didn't really like that, but um, it's still a nice notebook. I'll use it for something else. I just didn't want to draw in it, obviously. Um, and the colored pencils are nice, and they come in this little um, thingy that has a pencil sharpener oh, cool. included. Nice. Yeah, so um, I use these during the thing to draw with, just not in that notebook. Um, so anyway, they actually had um, the two directors, um, Ross Stewart and Tom Moore, uh, and then two of the other like lead animators. And they actually like sat down and were, they had pre-recorded um, videos of them doing the drawings, but they were talking live over it and like answering questions while they did it. It was so freaking hard to like keep up with them drawing. They're so fast, but like um, there was like enough in between time that like I kind of caught up on stuff and like could add a little bit of color and but it was tough because they're just like they're used to drawing these same characters like a bajillion times a day for traditional animation so they can just do it so fast even while they're talking through how to do it which is like just kind of blows my mind and and like the one part that like i found like super interesting was like um first they had you draw a wolf and then you draw mabe and then we drew robin and like uh the way you draw mabe is all circles and stuff which is basically how i'm used to drawing anyway it's like very traditional drawing technique, but the way that Robin is drawn is literally all just straight lines and trying to make my brain work that way, even though I was watching someone do it live in front of me was really, really, really hard. Like my, I'm used to just drawing the full shapes and working out of it that way, but not like just drawing lines and figuring it out through that kind of thing. It was just a very different process than I'm used to. So it was really cool to like participate in that. And then they also had um, one of the background artists go through and do like, how they did the background and that was also really interesting just to like kind of hear all the details they plan into all of the little things that are going on in the background since they were all like hand drawn and watercolor and everything so that was just like really awesome thank you patrick for helping me take part Absolutely. in that i loved it yeah that was awesome so thanks apple tv thank you sag foundation it was super sweet <laughs> i feel bad because the email had an encouragement of like also involving like your children too uh that they could mm -hmm. also attend and participate there were lots of kids there actually it was so cute so you're talking about how hard it was to keep up and now i'm imagining a little kid <laughs> just like completely lost within the first three minutes but no it's very cool that that was able to happen that apparently it filled up because um i also invited our other host uh of drawing board doc to be a part but by the time he got to the link it had already there were no slots available oh wow like the zoom meeting did or the pre-registration like, yeah, pre yeah apparently the the registration like apparently they pulled it at some point yeah so he didn't actually get to participate with it but i'm glad oh, you no. got the chance yeah, I'll tell him about it then because uh, it was it was really, really fun. I had like kind of a lousy week. So that was definitely like the most fun thing that I had going on <laughs> at yeah. all. So, yeah, loved that. It was awesome. Thanks, Apple TV. So that's it for our Around the Table. Up next, we're going to talk about our categories. The category portion of the show is when we talk about the dice we rolled the week before. I almost said tokens again, but we haven't been doing tokens for... <laughs> years <laughs> at this point but uh we uh it's the part of the show where we talk about the dice we rolled those dice give us a category we pick our topic based on that category lauren uh you finish things off so i think it would only be polite to let patrick go first apparently can i ask a question <laughs> yes could if you design the icons is there someone in our community that would make us three 20-sided die with Ooh. all the category icons on them Probably. Awesome. We have we have 3D printers in our in our midst. I don't know why I'm asking you. I need to ask the community. Community, if one of you is willing, 
to make three die, Andrew or Lauren will provide you art files. There we go. We'll split it because it's 10 each. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll work out details the later, icons. but that's fine. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's 10 icons, each <laughs> of us, because there's 20 total <laughs> on a 20-sided die. I was, I'm not here to do math, okay? I'm here to do a podcast. <laughs> so, I'm the ideas guy. I'm not the logistics guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you take uh, yeah. your beautiful mind stuff, and you do that elsewhere. But like, <laughs> How you like these apples? All right, go ahead, uh, Lauren. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I got uh, future music, and even though the Grammys happened last weekend, there's always that conversation that happens after every award show. How will this keep going? So that's kind of where I'm going with this, um, because music is a hard topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did it, did you guys watch the Grammys? Do you care about the Grammys? I, I have to admit, it's not really an award show. I actually watch while it's on, but I always watch the highlights afterwards because the performances are usually really awesome. I didn't even know that it was on this week. It's been yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, it, it I mean, I for like sure six, knew it was on. Yeah, it had a six-week delay because uh, of COVID. So there's a bunch of other like weird factors with this year's Grammys, um, kind of behind. So the like scenes. they, and so normally they would run a five-minute delay in case someone like pulls a boob out. But you said this <laughs> this one was a six-week delay. Six week. Yes, exactly. So crazy. Untold numbers of boobs had had been pulled out, and so that's why it just had to keep being delayed. <laughs> A lot of pent up stuff going on, so I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they <laughs> they did have a really like amazing performance of WAP that like is worth watching. If that's the only thing that you watch, it's really great. They had this like giant stripper heel on the stage where like the the heel was also a stripper pole, and then the like the part that would be on the like front of the shoe was like a glass box where a girl could dance in. It was insane. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you were going to say it was a slide. Like the sole of the shoe was a slide to go down. It was that big gummy. enough that if you got up there, it would absolutely be a slide. <laughs> right. Okay. That's more it, of gravity's just, just decision. A la- all you need is a ladder and it could become a slide. <laughs> that That's definitely like the number one performance to watch if you're only going to watch uh, one performance. I think uh, BTS was fun, but I feel like it looked like the music video. Um Megan Thee Stallion's other performance of Savage was awesome. That is, I mean, she kind of like killed everything that night. Like she won the, like the most awards. Uh, even when Billie Eilish won um, Best New Artist, she was like Megan Thee Stallion should have won. Um, it was interesting because the weekend was not included in the Grammys at all, and has now vowed to never show up to the Grammys again. Which is interesting because Why? I found. Um, because they didn't include him. Uh, I mean, I would ag- I would ag- agree that he had one of the biggest songs of the year um, with Blinding Lights. Like, I think that yeah. was like the one of the biggest songs he performed at the Super Bowl this year. It's just like he's a pretty large musical influence, I would say, uh, right. on 2020. And he was left out 100 percent, like not nominated for anything whatsoever. So he's like, I'm out forever. I don't care if you nominate me for anything from here out. I boycott. I hereby boycott the Grammys. He's taking his ball and going home. That's like, yeah. All right. I mean, apparently, come on, though, bro. he's like, I didn't really know about this until this morning when I was kind of like Googling some stuff about this. But like, there's kind of a list of artists who have like gone on this track. And like, the Grammys are always like trying to like placate people. Like, some people were wondering if like certain years, why, like, if Beyonce won a bunch of awards so that she wouldn't be able to do that, basically. Like, they're like, well, if we snub her, then we're screwed. Like, <laughs> But yeah. there's like a whole kind of like soap opera drama between like who is in and out of the Grammys, like artist wise and like people's opinions and like blah, blah, blah. 
I was more impressed that like this was the first award show I've seen in the last like two years now that like actually felt glamorous and exciting and interesting to watch and like has any kind of longevity, which is like why I want to talk about it in the like future of award shows and music and stuff. Cause I do think that this was the most exciting version of this I've seen in a long time. They kind of cheated a lot to make it look like a real live performance. It wasn't actually, which I didn't really notice um, how much had been like chopped up until I read about it afterwards. Cause like watching them on YouTube, it doesn't matter, which is like how 90% of people watch the Grammys anyway. So I wonder if there's some kind of like thought process of like how to do some like, I don't know, like make the Oscars and other award shows something that has a bit more spectacle or is like clipified into something more interesting that can like live on YouTube and people care to watch later that isn't just like a speech. And like, I definitely think that the Grammys have nailed the like arguments on like popular things versus um, like, what's the word? Um, like whatever gets the most like notoriety or acclaim, like critically, you know? Sure. And because like that's like the argument you hear about the Oscars every year, like should they have a popular film category or something so that people who don't watch Oscar movies have a chance? I think this right. year's really weird because like all the Oscar movies are on streaming, like or at least like most of them are like right now you can watch most of them for free. So it's kind of nuts. Like I just think it's like a different like thing this year, but it'll be interesting to see how that affects the Oscars. Like will more people watch it because they've seen the movies? Yeah. This shoe is crazy. Yeah, it's kind of awesome, right? <laughs> I didn't understand the scale of it. Yeah, it's really awesome. Andrew, do you see how oh. big this... Hold on. Do you see how big this shoe is? Whoa, that is big. For sure. Like, three people could stand on top of each other before you reach the bottom of the, like, high part of the sole. Yeah. I, I That is not how I was picturing it based on your description at all. <laughs> no. That's I tried insane. my best. Yeah. You didn't tell us there's a foot inside the shoe as well. Yeah, there is a, like, I, a I didn't full remember. Size. I didn't remember that there was a foot. I remembered it just being a shoe, but I've only watched it the one time. <laughs> I understand why the weekend was bummed for not being there. Yeah, he, could, he could that. he could have been in that shoe. <laughs> yeah, they kept cutting to people's reactions during that. I'm like, don't cut to anything. I only want to see this. This is the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, award shows in general. I I think the uh, just the the idea of future for award shows is a, a great debate, especially. Mm-hmm. Now that we've had a, a you know, we, it feels like we're getting on the backside of this pandemic, but then understanding it, these things were already waning before now. Absolutely. You know, th- this just became a larger catalyst and a larger push. Uh, the Oscars, uh, a letter just went out this past week, uh, I believe, to artists telling them basically what you're supposed to wear and prepare for. And the letter is very clear, like, this is a formal event. We are not doing Zoom uh acceptance speeches if you're gonna have an acceptance it's gonna be in person you have to show up like wow. oh they're because Maybe they're not, but well because i think they they don't want to they don't want to, to be the golden see globes. the hits that the that golden globes awful. took or exactly and, and not to mention all the gaffes and all the mess ups with like all the zoom calls and and mm-hmm. things like that or people showing like accepting something wearing like t-shirt and shorts you know and so they're trying to protect their numbers and they're taking some stances that are maybe a bit surprising given the situation. But COVID aside, these events, I mean, I don't carry respect. And I don't think they carry respect with the people receiving them or the people watching. I think there's very few people no. that would look at this and say that this is a, a there's very few people that I think considered a meaningful signifier of anything at this point. So what do you do? I think you have like an argument there where like um, 
yeah, I, a lot of like every year there's a new scandal about why every award show is no longer valid. I mean, and it's always just been like arbitrary opinions anyway. <laughs> so it's like you can still like whatever movies you like. It doesn't matter what the Oscars say. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to like wrap this up necessarily, but like there's definitely just like, do people even care anymore? And like, what would be the next evolution of that to like make people care? Like what, what voting would interest them or like, what would it be different categories? Would it be different voting body? Like how do you, how do you like spice it up? Yeah. But I mean, something has to change. You know, I made that comment joking around a couple of weeks ago that, Fast forward a decade from now, we won't have the Oscars. We'll have the Rotten Tomatoes ceremony that goes yeah, I mean, on. But I, I genuinely think the way things are poised right now, something could overtake that spotlight be, because something going to give, it has to give at this point. Yeah. It's easy to point fingers at COVID, but this problem existed long before then. No, I think COVID is just making the like spectacle part really hard to manage. But that shoe sure. is great. That yeah. shoe is the good. I think that was what was good about this is like since the Grammys is largely like separate performances, they were able to like really just make them really epic performances. And some of them were filmed ahead of time so they can do things that they would never be able to do live also. So, well, that they just took it to their advantage. That shoe was built by seven different people from their homes via Zoom. And that's what makes that that shoe even more impressive. So, good good work on them. I did read a stat that like behind the scenes they had like. 65,000 COVID tests in order to make this all happen, but good for them. I think that's probably the right thing to do. I mean, if the shoe's that big, can you imagine the size of the cobbler? (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing peach cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm hungry, so now we just need to finish this thing up. Let's wrap wrap this thing. We're going to play um, the music on this. (laughs) Play us off. All right, Andrew, you take it away. Yeah, so let me take it. Uh, So this week I rolled a 20. Which means I can do whatever I want because it is a natural 20, everybody. And so what do I want to do? I want to talk about an artist because that's what I want to do. So there's an artist that I've been following um, indirectly for the last probably year and a half, two years. And I didn't know that I was following him. (laughs) So it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, There's an artist uh, out there who creates STL files, which if you don't know what STL files are, they're the 3D files that you use to print um, 3D objects. He creates STL files based off of, um, uh, there's an artist called Santa Lucos and he's a, a, artist for IDW who does a lot of work with, um, well, he, he works on the IDW Ninja Turtle series um, and the, the IDW comic series. Um, and so he has been doing, uh, this artist has been working with Santa Lucos. Um, I don't know that he works with him like officially, but he's gotten permission from Santa Lucos to use his artwork as inspiration for creating these three-dimensional files. Now, right, these are crazy. I'm not... I'm not actually talking about that guy. So the guy I'm talking about is Prey Studios, P-R-E-Y Studios. He's the guy who creates the STL file. He is amazing in his own right, okay? And he, he deserves his own segment, his own, his own time to talk about. I'm not talking about him right now. Who I'm talking about right now is who, a, a guy who works with STL, with the STL files that he provides. So he's one of... Prey Studios patron, uh, patrons on Patreon. He gets the STL files and he prints and then paints all of these files. And he will send you either just printed 
uh, printed the printed components where you can assemble it yourself. You can order them and they're they're already assembled, um, or you can order them where they're painted and he will work with you on doing custom paint jobs. His paint jobs are insane. If yeah, um, if you if you're familiar with miniatures at all, like the miniature game, it's you're you're I mean it's all in the it's all in the word, right? They're tiny. And the amount of detail that this guy gets into these miniatures, he's painting them at like 32 millimeters, 60 millimeters, 90 millimeters. They're, they're small. The, the, um, the canvas that he uses is small. Are you looking at his Instagram? Yes. Yeah, so there's, his Instagram... There's, there's like irises in the pupils. Like, it's so detailed. Like, they're, it's, it's crazy. It's bonkers. So he has done the entire STL set of the Ninja Turtles, which... You might think, oh, that's four. No, 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 no. Uh, no, Prey Studios does all of the the secondary and tertiary characters. He does um, all the sidekicks, all the bad guys, all the um, and does variations of of each of them as well. Um, and so he's done like there's a collection, just the Ninja Turtles themselves. I think there's like of of the Ninja Turtle series. There's probably 30 or more of these figures um, that he's painted. And he does these insanely detailed um, paint jobs. So I, I have seen Prey Studio will regularly post things on, on their site or on, on their Instagram that talks about um, that talks about these, this artwork, right. Or these, these painted figures this whole time. I just assumed that it was, you know, him doing it or whatever. Uh, and it, it just dawned on me this past week that there's a he is just showing this other guy's artwork that he is, and this other guy's painting on this guy's on these guys' files. Um, and if you go over to Instagram, so Prey Studios has quite a bit of followers. Uh, if you go over to on Instagram, Mini uh, Mad Max Miniature, he only has 1,700 followers. <laughs> I think a lot of people have thought like me and didn't realize that the the guy who's doing all the painting for this is not the guy who is creating the file um, right. because because this guy should be out there. This guy yeah. should get a so, lot more credit for the work that he's doing because it is insane. So Mad Max Miniature is the person who paints Prey Studios design. Yes. Yes. Got and he works okay. with Prey Studio like he's he is um he has licensed under Prey Studios to sell Printed the, versions of his files. Yeah, got right. it. He, to be he clear, has licensing rights. You're looking for Mad Max miniature. Yeah, same thing. He has videos on his YouTube showing process yes. and things. Yeah, and he's only got 65 followers. I know it's crazy. He's he is the most underrated artist in this. This is like sphere so incredible too. Like that that I've seen in a long, long time, and that's why I want to talk about Mad Max and not talk about Prey because Prey has a following and he's do, he's doing all right. Um, Mad Max, I think needs to be, people need to see that this is him who's, who's doing this work. Um, wow. it's just crazy. He has a Twitch stream. He, he twitched, uh, he, he did a Twitch stream earlier today of him painting that, uh, that shredder. He did two hours of him painting. Um, and it's like, I don't get it, man. Like the way that he does it, I I'm a painter and I, and I've painted, you know, on canvas before the way that he approaches painting three-dimensional objects like this and giving yeah. it the look that he does and doing it at the scale that he does um 
is very fascinating. You can go to his Twitch stream and watch past videos. I think he puts a lot of those things onto his YouTube eventually. Um, but uh, but yeah, go watch him do this. It's it's awe-inspiring. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's not just Ninja Turtles. I'm obviously super into the Ninja Turtles because that's, that's what I'm into. But he does all sorts of... Um, 3d printed miniatures if you can go to his you can go to his uh his etsy page and you can buy um all sorts of them he he prints in resin i think uh primarily he prints in resin it's a very high quality 3d print and like i said you can order them you can start anywhere from like 10 or 12 dollars um to get these miniatures printed um and then they go up to the hundreds and hundreds of dollars if you're getting them custom painted but when you see one of these things painted, it's it's no wonder, you know, because this guy is an absolute, <laughs> an absolute phenomenal artist. Um, so I like, anyway, can't even believe that these are so tiny and they're so oh. detailed. Like this is just nuts. Like he does I've these di- he does these dioramas too. Like these, like he'll he won't just do just the character. He'll do the character on like a base with like a diorama yeah, that he exactly creates around about. it. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so. Whenever Adam Rourke sends our little guys, I'm going to watch this and figure out how to paint them better. Because yes. this is amazing. Did you give him your address already? Uh-huh. Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> I just, you saying that reminds me that I need to do that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Mad Max Miniature. Go give him a follow. Give him a like. Give him a give him a watch. Because um, uh, what he's doing is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. It's, it is quite, quite incredible so i followed him um, all right we patrick. talking about it <laughs> nice patrick um it's important to say at the start of the show uh i said that we were going to talk about the greatest advice i have ever been given yeah i was speaking on behalf of you because i asked you what your topic yeah, was as, a, you as said, a surrogate of the sorts. greatest advice i have ever been given so i've been on the hook for the last 45 minutes no an hour now uh, to for people to hear the greatest advice I've ever been given, but it's a bait and switch because now it's your turn to talk and you're the one who's giving the advice. Basically, I gave you my sperm and you made the baby. Sure, Scary yep, the baby. That's, you know okay. what I'm saying? Uh huh. But now yep, that's what I would. Now have we're said. gonna deliver it. I'm gonna deliver it though. <laughs> that's what I would have said. <laughs> Now you're gonna be the so, doctor too. This analogy is that oh yeah, it, it does seem like the, there's there are holes in this analogy. But are on. you saying that men can't be doctors, Lauren? Because I <laughs> I disagree that's, strongly. That's with what you. I hear. You're a father, doctor. I see. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> Doctors can't be fathers. Okay. <laughs> so here, here here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of bad advice. That that's just first and foremost. I, We've had conversations about it in Slack. We've had some conversations on this show. We've never really taken the time to break down some of these topics. But the reality is our industry is just rife with uh, with bad advice. Um, and, and one of the biggest things plaguing the design world, actually, we were talking about, we having the conversation today in Slack. Uh, again, go to mf1.network. You can join the Slack. But the the problem with hustle culture, uh, I, I think it's a, an awfully dangerous um, uh, idea to predicate your life on. The, the need to burn the candle at both ends, the idea that if you just push harder and harder and harder and harder that you're automatically going to earn something or that you're not valuable or don't care about your craft unless you're willing to like push all things aside. You know, we, we hear these talks from people that, you know, I had the eviction notice on my door, but I just put my head down and kept working and now I, I make 300000 a year. Well, I'm glad that guy did, but that's survivorship bias because a whole group of people behind him now don't have homes, right? Uh, yep. And their wife hates him because they just worked all the time. So 
it's very, very dangerous. It's, it's unhealthy. Some people can do well with it. There are people, they're just wired a certain way that they can quote unquote hustle 24 seven and they can still have a, they, they still manage to find a healthy balance and be productive and it pays off for them. And if you're one of those people that that works for you, congratulations, enjoy it. I would argue the majority of people that that absolutely does not work for them. But unfortunately, that word is such a big part of our industry that you feel guilty if you do not hustle along with everyone else. And anybody that stands up at a conference, you know, everybody's going to go to Creative South next year, and the first person that gets up is going to talk about hustling. And mm-hmm. it's it to me, it's it's a complete dirty word at this point. I do not like it. I think it's bad advice. But that's just what we're inundated with. So then, what happens? These are the people that ultimately manage art departments and, and or creative departments or whatever. So they're expecting and they're getting upset when their employees don't want to work 60 hours a week. And they're getting upset when their employees don't want to answer their phone on the weekend and they don't want to do this and that. You know, do you not care? Do you, if you don't want to do this job, I'll get somebody that, that actually wants to be a designer. You know, and so this mentality just becomes poison and it, it hurts a lot of people. Now, all of that said, I have a person in my life that I really deeply respect when it comes to good advice, right? Not just this hustle bullshit that we get fed at every single conference and convention and every time you turn on Instagram, but I have a person that I I very deeply respect, uh, Jonathan Cottrell. If you've listened to this show for over five years, you may have heard his name pop up because very early on in the show, we actually had him on for an episode and we talked to him. He's the director of technology at PBS. Yes, that PBS. And he also runs a podcast that has been downloaded millions of times. All right. Like it's a very, very successful. Um, and his episodes tend to focus, they tend to be much shorter, 10 minute, 15 minute, whatever. And they tend to focus around uh, a, a very small topic. And even though it's called developer T, even though it seems like it's tilted for developers, a lot of the content is applicable to everyone regardless of the industry. So I reached out to Jonathan today. He he's let's say he's put up 600 episodes or or um whatever it is. Actually, uh I did know the number a second ago. It's uh a lot. Um no no, sorry. This the latest episode is episode 934, so it's more than that. He's wow. put up, he's put up 300 episodes since you looked this afternoon. Apparently. <laughs> Holy cow. So let's say let's say he has a thousand episodes. Each one of these is a topic. Okay, and this doesn't include the conversations he's had when he's on other people's podcasts or when he writes articles or some of uh, his books, all that kind of stuff. Okay, but I asked him today. I shot him a text this morning and said, um, "Okay, consider everything you've covered on your show, all the principles, the things that have fancy names, and I listed out a few. Which one do you think has most affect, like positively affected your life?" Okay, and he came back and he said, I'll give you three of them. So these are the three things of these a thousand episodes of all this content. You could go listen to it. This is the TLDR of designer T (laughs) or developer developer T. You already called it the wrong thing. Yeah, but and don't get you need his voice is so good. It's so smooth. And he's so he just sounds so smart. Like he's a he's a good guy to listen to. He's German. Um, And the whole thing is in he's not German. You know, he's, he's, (laughs) he's a redhead. Which is, I don't think, I don't, I don't, are people you can't from German? Be, you can't be a German redhead. That's right. I think I've read that once in yeah. This Is Bullshit magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in, 
You don't get Redheads Monthly? <laughs> um, German so issue anyway. is great. <laughs> so these are his his three number one principles, okay? Um, <laughs> these are his three number one principles. <laughs> <laughs> I want to edit that out, but I'm not going to edit it out. No, you better I'm leave that in. I'm trying to really show you that he's smart and I'm not. That's what I'm really trying to communicate right now. This is why you need the advice. <laughs> number Love one. It. Number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> last but not least. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Discounting what you don't know. People are too focused on what they do know, often ignoring the huge amount of information they don't. So that's his number one principle. Now, what that speaks to to me is not being stubborn or arrogant on a topic being willing to listen to another point of view, but also wanting to pursue education constantly and learning constantly. I spent a lot of time with Jonathan. Jonathan at one time was my boss. I worked under him, which is the reason we have the connection, the relationship that we do. And Jonathan was maddening to me because I would state something that was fact. I was, I still believe was absolutely fact. And it would be the smallest thing you could imagine that I very confidently stated. And we're not even here to discuss that thing. It was like a side thing that just happened in passing. And Jonathan would debate the whether or not that was factual for two hours. It, he has this way of taking anything and applying perspective to it and changing it. He just believes that anything that you take for granted, if you are willing to, to just shift a perspective or adjust a context then you could see it from a different way and it can mean something totally different. In the context of executing work, it may be as simple as not going with the first concept that pops in your mind. But in the context of accomplishing something for a client uh, or choosing how you structure your day or whatever, maybe instead of just taking for granted, well, we have to work 40 hours a week. If I don't work 40 hours a week, then that doesn't, it doesn't count as a full week. That's something we should pick apart but what if, okay? Or maybe it's the, I need to be hustling. Okay, hold on, but what if we don't? Or maybe it's the, well, I don't, I don't have time to take a, a seven-day vacation. That's too long. It, I, if I didn't answer my emails, it all back up. But, but what if? So the, just question all those things. All those things you tell yourself you can't do, question those. But then the other piece is, don't get stuck where you're at. Understand how much you don't know. Understand how much you don't understand and seek out more answers constantly knowing that you're never going to get there. I mean, like, uh, knowing that you're never going to to finish that path, it's a constant thing that always needs to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two. Uh, Pareto or Pareto. I don't know how to pronounce it, it's, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Pareto because that's easier for me. The Pareto principle, but also tied to focus and goals. Now, y'all are familiar with the Pareto principle, even if you're not familiar with... You are, even if you're not familiar with the, the name of it. It's the 80-20 rule. Okay, 80% of the work is accomplished with 20% of the effort... And then 80% of the effort accomplishes 20% of the work. Uh, And the idea with that is that when you go to accomplish a task, typically a very small amount of whatever gets gets you the bulk of the way there. All right. Um, So tying that to focus and goals, when you're setting out your day or you're setting out your week of what you need to accomplish, consider what are the small things you can do that have a huge amount of impact as opposed to maybe sweating away very 
things that feel like big hurdles that have very little outcome in, in the in the grand scheme. In thinking through that, it helps you to organize what you're working on. But also, and he didn't say this, but I know he would mention this as well, only set one goal for your day. Don't approach your day with 30 things on a, a list that you need to check off. Have one thing you're going to check off. Whether that thing takes five minutes or five hours, check off one thing. If you can check off one thing a, a day, you will accomplish so much every week and every month. Things don't have to be huge. It's okay to keep things bite-sized. But again, always be considering, what's that 20% of input that gets me 80% of output? Maybe we need to focus more on those and not sweat all this other stuff. Lastly, uh, treat people like plants. I love this one, by the way. You don't force a plant to grow or change. You change its environment. Um, This is especially important, I think, for the managers that are listening or the art directors or the whatever. We talk about company culture. It's another thing that I think is a a bit uh, is a bit off. Like uh, there's there's managers that talk about hiring for culture because they believe if they bring this person in, this person's going to fix their problem that they have, you know, when the reality is there's very likely a much larger environment that's creating the issue. It's not because you don't have one outgoing Andrew on your staff like, and you can't just hire an Andrew and it's going to fix everybody else, you know, all the Laurens, as we would say in the industry. So <laughs> just, just, you know, just the industry standard names that you apply yeah, to these things. That, that Someone super thing? successful and sought after, those, those are called Andrews. Someone who's just an average Average blah. That's those are Lawrence. But that's that's been, <laughs> that's been going one. for hundreds yeah. of years. <laughs> hundreds of years. <laughs> but the but the idea is there's this larger environment. So when it comes to people and dealing with people, don't take this approach and anybody that you're going to uh, like change that person. Understand that the environment, and the context could change them, but just understand that you are not going to change who that person is. Um, and, and again, that could be uh, uh, over this around this idea of these culture hires. It could be around the idea of coworkers. That apply it to the part of your life that makes sense for you. <laughs> but don't treat people like plants. Understand that you're not going to change them without a, a change in environment. So those are the three principles. You're saying do From treat the, people like plants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not oh, don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. He's smart. Yeah, that's uh, we're still there. That was his third number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. So yes, yeah, treat treat people like plants. And again, apply like that, that where yeah mm-hmm. where it makes sense for you. Uh, and a lot of this stuff, I would say that um, at, uh, we talk about art, the the subjectiveness of art, and and the idea that it's maybe like you know seventy percent intentional and thirty percent what you decide and and all that kind of stuff i I would say with advice, treat it the same way uh, this idea that oh, if I do this thing the way this person did it 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 will is gonna work out for me, and it will mm-hmm. also only work out for me if I apply it in the exact no don't do any of that stuff either uh, apply it in the way that it strikes you, see how it affects you, and then make adjustments and that's perfectly fine to do so uh again, Jonathan's the type of person that Truth is always subjective, so let that truth be subjective. But but that's the, that's the advice from the man that has all the advice. Yeah, what, read what, all do you, the advice. what do you take from the man that has everything? Literally anything. Because <laughs> uh, that's that's not a saying. So, <laughs> well, it's, anyway, more, it's more of a saying than than the three number one. <laughs> um, so anyway, right. if if you want to um, hear more very good stuff, go check out Developer T. It's developerT.com. Uh, It'll be in the show notes. Very cool episode uh, just from a couple days ago uh, called Ban the Heroics. 
the idea there is you always have heroes when a, a disaster occurs. So what does it look like to have a team where you don't need heroes, which is fascinating. So those are the type of topics that he gets mm. into, which is, a, again, an awesome, very interesting uh, way to, to look at these subjects. Plenty of episodes to go through, but go check out Developer yeah. T, uh, support uh, Mr. Jonathan Cottrell, and Absolutely. there's your uh, your best advice. Yes. So see, okay. I was actually carrying his seed, kind of, because that was his best advice. Sure. Yeah. No, I think we've we've all carried and delivered different babies today. That's and that's what's so. important. That's what's important <laughs> to know. So. All right. So on that babies. note, let's roll. Let's roll our our dice and uh, right. let's see what uh, let's see what we come up with for next week. Lauren, why is don't it you worth start pointing out? I rolled a twenty, and therefore I got to pick my topic. I don't know that I said that, but yes, I think it's we, important yeah, to note that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's there. I All mean, right. you did now, I got so. um a thirteen, which is games this week. Sweet, and and the modifier is three, which is future right future games future games future so literally, games. literally anything on kickstarter there you go good job yay you did it uh patrick <laughs> I, finally, I, I, I needed a break after this music one uh, i for someone who knows absolutely nothing about music i've rolled it like four times now yep yeah. uh 12 12 12, 12, 12. music you got music this time <laughs> well, I got I got a one, so I got past music. Okay. And the Grammys is behind us. I'll be talking about the Grammys. <laughs> it's the exact same. J- just talk about what? <laughs> it's the exact same episode. All right, I'm going to roll my dice now. I've got a six and a one. A six. Okay. Uh, that is TV. Awesome. TV from the past. TV. That would have been a good episode to talk about WandaVision, by the way. So you just can, messed that up. I think well, we now can, you can uh, talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's already out. Because it happened last week. <laughs> and it sucks. Just uh, kidding. I haven't seen I haven't seen no, it. No, we can't do this I yet. Seen we can't we have to do it. We, we gotta save about it, yeah. this. Yeah, we can't do this at the end of an episode. What what are you thinking? To be fair, the reason I didn't bring it nope. up earlier is that I just don't feel like I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> to say now, but I, will. I love it. That. Seems like you got something you want to say. You, no. do, uh, have, you do have some just thoughts. one right. sentence. Just remember, Patreon episode, monthly Patreon episode coming out. Uh, Lauren, drawing board coming out next week. Do your Raya drawings. Income. Get them ready and procreate. And then Andrew, what was your like news the again? Week, the week after that, it's Dungeons and Designers. Oh my April gosh, 6th. I can't wait for that mm-hmm. on have YouTube. So much stuff on YouTube. So, Yep, so you need to go there, subscribe now, so you don't miss that episode when it drops. It's going to be a good... We have so much happening in the network. It's going to be so fun. We're expanding the family. It's so fun. Like This is, it is. This is good. It's exciting again. Um, all right, you can find episode show notes and links, everything over at mof1.network. Uh, while you're there, you can pick up some goodies and you can connect to some things. Um, and uh, that website will be getting uh, a little bit of a facelift with all of the new additions to the network. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, social media. Just search M of One Podcast on all the different platforms. If you do want to start getting the the Patreon or the the patron specials, um, uh, like Patrick <laughs> said, there's already episodes in there that are full unedited episodes uh, with some goods in there, and then the new Patreon exclusive episodes. Then just head over to Patreon.com/slash M of One Podcast to uh to drop in there so uh other than that like rate review subscribe on all the different platforms it helps us out doesn't cost any money but it's so helpful for us uh you can find us all on our own social media that's andrew sale with threes instead of e's for me i'm at not cool co everywhere 
and I'm at squatch.in. That's right, it's Squatchin' with a period somewhere in it. Yeah, and uh, don't forget to look up Stupid Yeti. <laughs> new brand by Andrew and Lauren. No, it's Patrick, Patrick and Lauren. <laughs> because I know my own name. <laughs> We're going to get out of this episode. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Peace out. Adios. Bye. Bye.